Welcome to The Unpodcast. It's about you. This is your host, Caitlin DeBeer. I'm a life coach, speaker, psychology lecturer, and a mum of two littles. And I'm here to inspire you with self-management tips, secrets, interviews, and tricks around loving yourself, loving your life, yep, even the mums, and ultimately to motivate you to want to wake up every morning and live your beautiful life over to today's episode. Welcome guys, my word. If you're anything like me, there has been a huge amount of stress and just sure uncertainty and just all sorts of strange things going on in the past few weeks as we've sort of begun transitioning back into the world. Today's episode is that. It's about helping us to transition. It's about talking about your mind-body connection and how important it is that we take time for ourselves, that we connect with our physical bodies, um, ensuring that we don't develop problems that never needed to be there if we could just tune in with ourselves. Enjoy it, guys. Cool, guys. I'm so excited to be introducing you to someone who has had a massive impact on my life, as I've already said this morning. Um, but Shanti, welcome to the Unpodcast. Yay! Thank you for having me, Kate. Oh, it's a pleasure. And I'm so excited to be talking to you. And as I've said, I, um, I always try and make my podcasts like as, as like applicable to my own life as well as like the rest of the world. And for me, I think this topic is something I'm currently living and there's no better person that I know to, to be speaking into this than you. So yeah, I'm excited. Yay. And I just wanted to say... You sharing all the things that are so applicable to you right now just makes it so much easier for other ladies to think about themselves. So well done for using oh. your platform to empower ladies about their bodies. I think it's fabulous what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's a cool thing to be able to like live it, but also share it or get others to share on it. Um, cool. Before we go any further, do you want to introduce yourself or just tell us all a bit about yourself, please? So I am Shanti. My real name is obviously Chantel. I am a mom of two little humans, a fasty little six-year-old daughter and a super strong three-year-old boy who's such an adventurer. And I live in Belito with my hubby. We have been married for going on 11 years this year. And I'm living my working dream. I absolutely love um, the area that I'm working in. I've worked in so many different areas and finally have found my God-given sweet spot. And yeah, I just love speaking to ladies about um, their bodies and their minds. And yeah, I'm just so grateful to be in this physio space again. I took some time off when I had my kids because I wanted to be a, a super hands-on mom when they were small. And um, came back into physio last year and yeah I'm only doing pelvic health stuff which I absolutely love mm, that's amazing yeah, that's, yeah. Mm, that's so cool and um, I think when it comes to like the women's health physio side of things I love that you're a mum um, and having seen you and we'll talk a bit now about being a women's health physio and what that means but um, I feel like it's so easy to relate to someone who like actually legit gets it <laughs> like the body thing the changes the medical side but also the, the sort of emotional side and um, so yeah I can I mean you're obviously made for this career because you are so good at it but um, I love that yeah that you living it too you know it's, it's your story too um, yeah tell us a bit about that about being a women's health physio and, and what that means you said you know working with um, 
with uh, well, I don't even know what word you just used pelvic area or pelvic floors <laughs> um, so yes um, I am a physio with a special interest in pelvic health which means anything to do with the pelvis is um, my sweet spot and you know the area that I like working in so with ladies there's a lot of obviously we deal with incontinence and we deal with any pain in the pelvis whether that's pain with sex or even just pain with running and walking and moving about. Um, we are on a mission to encourage moms after they've had their babies to come for a postpartum check because we've realized that there's so many changes that happen within a woman's body, all linked to the pelvis, um, that ladies don't know about. So if we can get them right in that like in those early stages before any issues start cropping up because um ladies always say to me yeah but my birth was okay and i don't struggle with anything now but i'm like for nine months you were carrying and growing a human inside of your body and for nine months your pelvic floor was working so much harder than it's ever worked before and then you know you had a baby maybe you had a vaginal delivery and maybe everything was okay maybe it wasn't but either way um there's so much change there and even the way we breathe changes once we've had babies the way we re-enter re-enter re re yes mm -hmm. re-enter into exercise is also different you know there's considerations that we need to keep in mind so i actually love seeing moms you know before they kind of have any issues or if they've only got like a little niggle or if they're interested in hearing a little bit more about their bodies i love that i love being involved in that like early stage before anything happens um also we see moms who are still struggling with that diastasis in their in their tummy you know that coning or doming or gapping when they're doing exercise and um, pregnant moms who have pelvic girdle pain um or back pain or anything and yeah so that's really on the women's health side i also um part of my part of the thing that i'm really fascinated by at the moment is the whole like perimenopause thing mm -hmm. i was reading some research and um they were talking about how perimenopause is actually way more important than menopause. And I realized I'm so close to perimenopause. And when I look at some of those symptoms, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I think I'm already, I'm already perimenopausing and I'm scaring all my friends when I'm talking about it, but I'm just so interested in the natural changes that happen in our body because I've realized there's so much that we can do to prepare our bodies to age gracefully. And I think that's what I'm all about. It's graceful aging. That sounds all too appealing. I think we all like, yeah, give me some of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love what you said there. And I, obviously I came to see you with a problem. Um, but I, I've got a, a very close friend of mine who, um, who's just had her second child. And she voice noted me the other day and said, who, please send me that news again who you saw. Um, I've got like this tiny niggle in my pelvis. She's like, it's not like sore. I just, I want to be taught like what this means and how to like see my, you know, my postpartum body. And I was like, how, her baby's like about yeah. like eight weeks old, maybe, um, or at least yeah. was then. And it was so cool. I loved that she was so open to it. And I probably loved it even more because um, your business partner, Lulu, told me to come and see her about 18 months before I did start seeing you. And, and I didn't, and it's, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have landed up where I have um, injury-wise had I, had I sorted this out sooner, or even, I mean, you just said you deal with pelvic girdle pain, um, and, and that, I, I wasn't even aware at the time when I did have that, that, that you could see someone.
Um, you know, so I think that's such a big part of this is just almost like, um, just that awareness and, and becoming aware of, yeah, of, of the differences that happens in your physical body and then the connection between your mind and your body before there's even a problem, you know, or not even before there's a problem, just assuming there won't even be a problem um, just to do that. So, yeah. Shanti, um, I was just thinking just now, I was driving actually, and um, I was thinking about like this mind-body connection and how if you had asked me this like a couple of years ago, I would have been like, no, not for me. Like I'm very practical. I don't do like, oh, I'm now got a sore tummy because my head said whatever. It just always felt far too airy-fairy. But I've got to be honest, in the past year of dealing with what I have been dealing with, um, I literally cannot deny the connection. Um, and yeah, and the more I've become educated in this by you, especially, um, the more I've understood it. So yeah, please share with us, like, how, how do we even understand this? Tell us about, like, how does the mind manifest in the body? Well, I think the first thing is that we have all always thought it was airy-fairy, you know, mm -hmm. um, and until we actually struggle with stuff, we never even think about um, that mind-body connection. Um, but I have always believed in it because I suffer quite badly with headaches mm -hmm. and there's never I've been to many doctors had many scans and they've never actually been able to find um a cause to a, you know a physical cause to my headaches except to say that they were stress related so obviously we know that um headaches is something that manifests in the body but, but that can be a stress thing um so that was like my first entry into the into the whole mind-body connection thing. And then the more and more I work with ladies and um, pain things and the pelvic floor, uh, and the more research I read, it's so interesting. There is more practical, like you say, you like that practical, you want that scientific connection. And that scientific connection is coming through in all the research. It's actually really exciting because a lot of people feel like you do, Kate. They're like, oh no, it's too airy-fairy, like, you know, imagining hippies in a field, mm -hmm. but there are researchers doing research on how the breath links the brain to the body. Um, and one of the one of my favorite uh, research articles is there was a group of ladies who battled with pelvic floor pain, and they wanted to do some research to see what some of the triggers were. So they put electrodes on the ladies' shoulders, you know, because that's where most ladies feel their, their stress, you mm. know, when you're getting tense, your shoulders start feeling sore, headache, jaw pain, mm. and they put some probes down on the pelvic floor, and then they made them watch a scary movie. And every time they, that there was a scene that was, like, scary or evoked some type of emotion or tension in the ladies, they would pick up a reading, both on the shoulders and on the pelvic floor, but so interesting that the readings for the pelvic floor were so much higher than the readings for the shoulders. Sure. And the researchers were actually blown away by this, about how the pelvic floor is actually quite an emotional muscle. And the more work I do with breath and the pelvic floor and the jaw, the more I see that everything is all linked together. Um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, so back to my own story, reading all this stuff, working more on the pelvic floor, and slowly I've been able to piece together my own body. Um, from a young age, my mom would always tell me to suck in my stomach, you know, to make it look skinnier and to tuck in my bum, because I've got quite a big bum, and I think she... Don't. <laughs> no, 
learned to embrace the big one. Likes it. So, um, but uh, yeah, me and my mom were laughing about it the other day because she's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I caused all these issues in your body, and I didn't even know." But I was like, "You didn't know, mom. We didn't know." So anyway, she would always tell me to tuck in my stomach and pull in to you know pull my stomach in and tuck in my bum. And probably for like the majority of my life, I've struggled with um, constipation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, working with Lulu and she was helping me unpack my own body and all the stress stuff and putting together all the information. But I found that, so on a normal day, I would suck in my stomach and tuck in my bum. But when I was stressed, that that response in my body would be so much stronger. I would literally be clenching into my into my stomach and clenching into my um, pelvic floor, and that would make my symptoms so much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been on a journey of that whole mind-body connection. I've had to teach myself how to relax, how to let go, and how to breathe. And I can honestly say for myself, that has made the biggest difference mm-hmm. to my body. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hear you. And I like just stopping there, I exactly what you're saying. And and like I said, I always thought it was airy fairy. And obviously I've I've you know seen you for a few months, but I um I know I've always noted you the other day saying I was I drove, I feel like I'm always driving in this. I'll keep talking about driving, but it's often when I'm more self-aware. Um, but I was driving to like a coffee shop or something, not hugely stressful. Um, but I felt like that's often when I'll like get into the car and I'll be like, okay, just breathe. It's like I almost get like to connect with myself again. And I tried to breathe into my lower tummy, which we'll talk about now. And you can explain how, um, you know, how, how important that is. And I, I couldn't access it. I like, I felt like my breath was like trapped, like, below my boobs <laughs> like it couldn't yeah. it couldn't go anywhere else and I was going like <gasps> like trying so hard to like and I couldn't believe how if I looked at my mindset that day or where I was at um I was straight back heading into like the rush of life where I leave home I was going to say 15 times a day but that's how it feels but like five times a day you know and just backwards and forwards and just hectic and and suddenly I couldn't breathe properly um and yeah I know the first time I came to see you and I totally didn't expect this. I'd been told like the scarier parts in my mind of seeing a, a woman's health physio. Um, but I just, I just stood there. You were like, just stand and lift up your shirt and just breathe. And, and I remember like doing my, like trying my hardest to breathe. Like I didn't even know what that meant. Um, and immediately you, I could notice, and I've got these lines across my tummy that are like pretty permanent. Um, and immediately you said to me, you've, you've got to, well, I, I think you said like, my, I would assume you've got an overactive pelvic floor. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell us about that. How do you even see that in a tummy? And yeah, what am I even talking about? Yeah. So also just, I just wanted to say that like the reason you couldn't breathe into your belly was because your body was overwhelmed with stress. I mean, this whole time that we're living in, everything is so stressful and all of those things play into it. You know, the body can't differentiate stress or a threat. Um, So your body wasn't that like fat or flat, that fat or flat reflex, you know? Um, So uh, your body is either running from a lion or not running from a lion. It only knows like those two states. So I think everyone at the moment is kind of living in that, like running from a lion thing. Mm -hmm. And until we, yeah, can find a way to calm our stresses down. All, everything in our body is almost permanently like guarding and stressing. Like we're waiting, we're waiting for something to happen. So 
Um, But so good of you to be aware of that. And so, and well done for like, you know, taking the moment when you can to check in with yourself because, you know, ladies are often like, oh, I can't add another thing to my to-do list. But you know what? It's like, you're washing the dishes. How is my stress? Where am I holding it? I'm lying in bed. Where's my stress? I'm cuddling my little human because they're not feeling well. Where is my stress? Um, Yes. So that's just a little aside. Um, Yeah. So when we see ladies, one of the first things we do, like you say, is we just ask to have a look at your breathing. And it's, it's so funny because we've all, us ladies, we've all all been conditioned. The minute I ask everyone to like lift up their shirts, I can see already there's like a little stress because in our heads we're thinking, oh my goodness, you know, I don't, like I've had a baby, things are looking so different, I'm not as strong as I used to be, you know, so like all these things affect us, and then as you said, um, like now, if you lift up your tummy and you have a look, right underneath your rib cage, um, about a palm away from your palm away from your belly button. If you are a, if you are someone who clenches in your tummy and holds in your breath, there'll be like these little lines. I can remember thinking those lines were like sexy and meant I had a really strong stomach. But when I learned a little bit more about the body, I was like, Oh, those lines are terrible. So it's been my, my mission to let go of them. But if you can think of your core as um, a balloon, so at the top of the balloon, you've got your diaphragm. And then at the bottom of the balloon, you've got your pelvic floor. So your pelvic floor and your diaphragm work together in unison. You know, they, they move together a little bit. And then um, if you had to squeeze the top of the balloon, where would the pressure in that balloon go? Oh. It would go to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And so... In order for the like for that for the pressure to be controlled, then you would have to squeeze the bottom of the balloon. So I don't know if you can picture this in your head, but when we are squeezing the top of the balloon, we are holding in our stomach. So then the you would have to squeeze the bottom of the balloon to control the pressure. And it's the same in our bodies. When we hold in our stomach muscles at the top we are sending extra pressure down onto our pelvic floor. And it's the pelvic floor's job to support and to control the pressure. So the pelvic floor feels this extra pressure. It's like, oh my goodness, there's something going on. I need to work even harder. So our pelvic floor goes into overdrive and it starts working even harder than um, what it's supposed to. Um, So I did a I did a post on my Instagram not so long ago about the the lines on my stomach. So I took a photo of me pulling in my stomach the way I used to think my stomach should look. Mm-hmm. And then I did a picture of the way my stomach should, well, the way my stomach looks now without me holding on and how um, that holding in of your upper stomach muscle is a trigger to the pelvic floor. And I had so many ladies messaging me and being like, oh, is this true? Does this really happen? Does this mean I have a tight pelvic floor? And I was like, probably, probably it does. But, you know, the first thing we need to do is just to um, let go of our stomach muscles because we don't actually need to be holding them in all the time. There is no physiological reason for us to be doing that. But it's such a mindset thing because of the way we feel after we've had babies. Mm -hmm. And also... After we've had babies, all the stomach muscles stretch, you know. I mean, you've had a baby. You know how big your stomach got. Mm-hmm. Um, all anyone can ever remember of my pregnancies is that I was huge, you know. 
Um, and then after that, your body needs to find a way to function again. The only muscles that don't receive a massive stretch are your oblique muscles. And those are the ones that are generally overactive when you're pulling in your stomach muscles. Those mm. are the ones that are using. So your body, after you've had a baby, you're trying to like find this normal state again. You're trying to make your stomach look good. And so the body just uses whatever it has at its disposal, which are your obliques. So most ladies, after they've had babies, will find that they're carrying extra tension in those, um, in those muscles, which has an effect on your breath, which has an effect on your pelvic floor, which has an effect on your posture. Um, yeah, so many, so many things. So these are like the side muscles, like your, like um, basically on the, the sides of your stomach, okay? Yeah, so just like underneath your rib cage going mm -hmm. into the center. So the rectus are the long ones in the front and then the obliques are the ones on the side. You know, we think those are the tight, sexy ones. Mm -hmm. that we look super ripped. Um, mm -hmm. It's those ones. Oh, it's just so interesting because I feel like, um, as you said, like your whole life you're taught to pull in your tummy. <laughs> like you're taught oh, yeah. to have a flat stomach. Like I even said to my husband the other day, I was like, just let your stomach go. He was like, I can't. I don't know what you what you want me to do. <laughs> and I don't oh, know if it even applies to guys. But I, I, like I'm trying so hard, but I literally have to catch myself because I go straight back to that again. And then I like have to like breathe again and go back there and like, try and let my stomach like almost like drop that's how I feel like it feels like yeah um yeah. and and then it will go back again and then as I say I'll like be stressed and I'll suddenly catch myself that I'm literally like almost like holding my breath but it's not holding my breath it's more like holding in everything um yes. which then makes me cramp in the evening in my tummy so I mean I can like I can straight see the connection now because I've also got an issue but um it's yeah there's, there's such a direct effect um how do we fix this like, where, where do we go from here as, as women? So um, I definitely suggest that everyone takes a moment to put their hand on their heart and their hand on their belly. And because I know what a lot of people are thinking, like, oh, surely my breathing can't be that bad. Um, but we need to feel what our body is doing. We need to feel what our body is doing. And we need to take time to listen to it and to check into it. So I always tell all my ladies, you know, whenever you get the opportunity, put your hand on your heart and put your hand on your tummy and take a deep breath in. And I want you to feel where the most where most of your air is going. Because we all think we're breathing into our diaphragm, but we're not. Mm. Um, we are moving our shoulders and we're using our chests. And, it, and no matter how deep we breathe, it's almost like we just can't actually get enough air. So the first, the first step in like fixing this is actually realizing that you're not breathing properly, you know? And like, why is that a problem? Because our bodies need air, you know? It's like the one thing we cannot do without at all. Um, and like I said, they're doing more and more research linking deep breathing to mind and body. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the ways that we can stay on top of our stress is if we learn to breathe deeper because it takes our body out of that fat and flat reflex state that we're constantly living in. And 
I know we are so used to holding everything tight and holding everything in, and we're not used to seeing that movement in our bellies, but I'm just going to encourage you to embrace it, especially when we're doing um, breath work. So I want you to try and get your air to move more and more into your belly. So almost imagine as if there's a balloon in your belly and you're blowing that balloon up every time you take a deep breath. You want to see a lot of air moving in and out of your, in and out of your tummy. Now, Kate, yeah. take the pads of your fingers and rub along the bottom of your rib cage, all along the bottom. And sometimes you'll actually feel that it's really tight because that's where those overactive stomach muscles attach. And the level of tightness you can tell yourself because you should almost be able to like hook your fingers around underneath your rib cage. And for a lot of ladies, they can't do that because the tension in that area is just so immense mm. so take your fingers and rub along the bottom of your diaphragm and then take two fingers together and rub a little bit up your sternum and down and i tell ladies to do this like three times along the bottom of your rib cage three times along your sternum and then do another deep breath and you should get a little bit more movement in your tummy when you're doing this and the first couple of times we try breathing into our belly, we should always do it lying down. It's so much harder when we are sitting or when we are standing because we're using, you know, all of our postural muscles. Whereas if we're lying down, we can feel what it feels like and we can feel that difference. So um, that's what I suggest is doing a little activation and then breathing. And then imagine that, um, imagine that as you're breathing in, you're blowing up a balloon because but people are like, oh, I don't understand why my stomach should move when I'm doing a deep breath in. Well, that's because our diaphragm is like this dome-shaped thing that sits underneath our rib cage. And in order for us to get a breath all the way into our bottom lungs, that diaphragm has to flatten. Because as the diaphragm flattens, it pulls our lungs and um, makes space for more air. So then you can imagine you've got this dome-shaped diaphragm underneath your rib cage. You're doing a big breath in, and that diaphragm is flattening onto your stomach, pushing all the contents of your stomach down. So there, it makes sense that we should see some movements in our bellies. So almost imagine as if when you're taking a deep breath, you're blowing up a balloon in your belly and out. And the first couple of times you do this, you're going to feel like it's going to feel very strange. So strange. And you're going to feel like you're forcing it and you're making your belly so big. But that's part of the retraining process. We've got to retrain our bodies to breathe the way that they were created to breathe um, until that becomes like the natural pattern for us. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I know um, I lie in the bath. I try to bath every night at the moment to try and do exactly this. I really struggle to do the belly breathing if I'm standing. I, I would almost say I can't. I don't, like I don't know how to um but if I'm sitting I've been doing it now and I, I can do it I can I think I can do it and lying down 100% but then Noah my son because usually the kids are on the bath with me um he always says oh mommy you've got a baby in your tummy <laughs> every time I do it and I'm like no nope, not a baby <laughs> but um it's yeah well but it's amazing and I I do um I definitely um, can feel a difference after I've done it. Um, it's an amazing thing. And I think it's, it's almost like the other way around where we say our mind causes stress, which then, you know, shows up in our bodies um, through tension or whatever it is. It's almost the opposite effect too. just by breathing. It's like we 
calm our minds at the same time. It's like it sends a message back up saying everything's okay. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, it's a cool connection that. I like that. Um, last thing I want to ask, um, yeah, any, any sort of, I don't know, final practical advice or, or final message um, that you'd have for, for mums and just for women in general as we sort of re-enter the world. I think we're all in very much a transitional phase at the moment and transitions are hard and I think we're going to be holding more stress than normal um, in our minds and, and in turn in our bodies. So yeah, anything you could advise us on, practical advice? I think, sure, as ladies in general, we carry such a heavy load on our shoulders. You know, we're always looking after everyone before we look after ourselves. You know, we would um, give our, I get so irritated because my children always come and eat my food. And my husband's like, no, but why don't you just tell them not to eat it? And I'm like, I don't know. There's something in us ladies where we always are putting the needs of others um, before ourselves. Mm -hmm. And especially in this crazy time, I've actually realized when I'm super stressed, I'm the worst type of mom ever. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got no patience, I've got no tolerance. And yeah. And so then I would just take myself off somewhere to a quiet space and breathe. And it made so much difference. And I would feel so much better because then I'd feel like I'm putting you know, like I'm taking good care of my kids because I'm taking good care of myself. Yeah. And as moms, we find it really hard to take those quiet moments and we rush everything. We rush going to the toilet because, you know, we've always got the children at the door, at our feet, or we've got something on the stove. Um, but I would just want to say to the moms, you know, we can slow down a little bit. We really can. We can go and sit on the toilet and do a wee without forcing it out. We can go sit on the toilet and do a poo without thinking about all the things that are going on. We can stop what we're doing and take a breath. Um, just take a breath. You know, like that's, that's honestly my only advice because when we take a breath, we're doing that conscious mind-body connection and we're taking the time to listen to our body. So whenever I'm with ladies or with moms, I'm like, it's so important for us to listen to our body because our body speaks to us all the time, telling us, you know, what's going on. That's what stress is. That's what, that's what muscle tension is. That's what um, aches and pains are. It's our body telling us that there's, there's something going on. And most times if we just slow down or stop and take a breath, even though we think we can't, even though we think there's too much to do, there's, there is time to breathe. Um, yeah and just taking that little bit of time to listen to your body and to breathe changes the changes changes the way that we feel about things the way we feel about ourselves it almost gives us like courage and strength to do all these hard crazy things that are going on and i love that you spoke about breathing and connecting with yourself and the car mm -hmm. um and even then yeah climb in the car and even though the kids are punching each other in the back fighting over seat belts and whatever else they've got just to take a moment and breathe because yeah, that's all we're trying to do is we're just trying to help ladies connect back to their bodies because our bodies will tell us all we need to know. Yeah. I love that Shanti. I think the work that I do with mums and, and especially in my mom's course, but coaching as well is helping them connect back with their minds. <laughs> and, and this is like one step further saying like your mind and your body are also connected. Um, and wow. so exactly what I would, would tell them to do in terms of, 
you know, taking the time, but to, to be self-reflective and to understand what's going on inside their heads. This is like your head and your, and your body are, are one, one thing, you know, we, we have to see ourselves as holistic. And so I think um, this just takes that one step further and says like, yeah, it's, it just, um, it affirms that, that we're more than just like the roles that we're playing um, and that we do, we deserve, you know, that that time for ourselves and that investment in ourselves and I think as you say the knock-on is enormous when we go there even if it is for two minutes in a day um it's it's amazing what it produces as you're saying in terms of in terms of courage and what we can now do when we've actually taken just a bit of time to say like I matter too um and and in turn we're so much better people for it so yeah thank you no thank you Thank Can you. you tell everyone where to find you, please, online and in person? Um, so I have rooms at the Sambiti Office Park in Belito, um, Monday to Friday. And I have an Instagram page called Beautiful Pelvis. Because when I started doing this work, um, I realized that as uh, ladies, we carry so much shame when there's any issues going on down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just hate that we, you know, we couldn't talk about things and we just had bad experiences. And I, my hope is always that when ladies leave, um, leave me and we're done with our time together, that they think of themselves as beautiful and that they realize that the pelvis is a beautiful part of the body and yeah, that they just embrace and accept that. Yes. So my Instagram is at beautiful pelvis and all my contact info is on there and yeah, I'm in Smitty. Divine. And if someone wants to book an appointment, can they go via your Instagram? They can go via my Instagram or they can go through um, pelvichealth.coza. That's my own little blog site. And the booking button is right on there. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yay. This episode has ended. I hope you loved it as much as I did and that it will help you in terms of moving forward, especially in this transitional period that we're all in. Guys, last one. There are two spaces left in my mum's um, course. So it's called The Guilt-Free Mum and it starts on Monday. So like five days time, four days time. Um, and I'm sure you've heard about it by now. It's my absolute like heart throb thing to do I love it I love connecting with the mums I love um yeah helping mums to reconnect with themselves again and make time to become self-aware and to manage emotions and to like themselves again um and and maybe to even go as far as loving themselves and their lives again so if you are keen to join me um you're welcome to yeah go on over to my website under mums course and book your spot um I'll be so excited to have a full program and I would obviously just absolutely love to work with you. Otherwise, sending so much love and and luck as you transition back into the world and if your kids are transitioning back, sending love there too and and I pray that we'd all just apply more grace to ourselves and to our kids as we figure out this new season of life. Love always, guys. Bye.